Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew, and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 1-1 draw away to West Brom in the Premier League. A very, very, very disappointing result today. Uh, I'm going to talk about quite a few different things in here today, including why uh, why Manchester United seem to be scared of teams. Uh, I li- I mean that literally, literally scared of teams scared to scared to pass the ball forward scared to make chances and ultimately it's holding us back as a as a football team uh but yes 1-1 one, one, uh goals from um what was the guy's name um Diagni is that his name Diagni yeah uh goals from him at start mistake from Victor Lindelof and then Bruno Fernandes with a very very good volley if we had to take any positives from this game uh, it's like Bruno Fernandes volley. Um, it just, I mean, look, I because I, I actually did miss the first ten minutes of this game, so I had to go back on the highlights from and watch the uh, watch the first goal because I had a notification after two minutes that West Brom had scored. I uh, saw the Fernandes goal uh, in normal time and that, but um, I just it's. I, I I think I need to go to the point that I was going to mention a minute ago. We seem to be scared of teams. And I don't understand it. I mean, West Brom, let me just look at the Premier League table. So, we are still second, but we are level on points with Leicester. Both played 24 games. We're falling further and further behind uh, Manchester City, who've got a game in hand on 53 points. West Brom second from bottom on 13 points. And, of course, Sheffield United, who we lost to uh, at home, uh, are on 11 points. It's just weird where, because there's been a lot of questions asked today about, you know, what 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 is wrong with this team? Which is, you know, a, a good way to, to look at things. Is it a mentality issue? Is it a performance issue? Is it a lack of creativity? Is it an issue with the players, individual players? Is it an issue with the tactics, the manager? I do think there's a big mentality issue. I really notice sometimes with with, with, with some of these awkward teams to play against, teams that will park the bus teams like West Brom uh, that, that can do that not not for the whole game but they can do that at certain points and obviously um, stay but stay back in their goal and that we play against these teams as if like I mean it's just it's just West Brom we're not playing against a team of like I don't know Michael Myers isn't in this team do you know what I mean like it's um I don't know that I I gen I genuinely when when we play the ball forward and we're in the final third or on the edge of the box we seem to just have this like okay i can't part whoever it is on the ball i'm not i'm not actually i'm talking about the whole team with this particular thing and not singling anybody out i'm going to get onto individual players in a little bit uh, and obviously the back uh, the two center backs but we seem to as a whole team get to the edge of the opponent's uh, penalty box if if we're sort of having to do this crab football thing no one seems to like... I'm not noticing anybody really making that many runs into the box or sort of like... I'm not I'm not noticing enough movement in the team. It sort of feels like when someone gets the ball on the edge of the box, they're like, oh, I can't do anything. I'll pass it to you. You do it. Oh, and then that player gets the ball. And then, oh, no, I can't do anything. I'll pass it to you. Side to side, crab football. And I get that you have to do that a little bit, but we do it far too much. And there's never... Nobody seems to really be making enough runs to where the killer pass is on. Uh, and I don't think it's actually an issue to where we can't make the killer pass. We just can't... 
create the opportunity to make that killer pass if that make, if that makes sense i'm not noticing any runs in the team i mean there'll be one or two maybe in a period of play but it shouldn't just be i'm not talking about like the team being static and one player making a run have three or four players make a run make confuse the opposition because then if you've got one player who's like okay he's going to run down the left whoever it is the defenders will be like all right well they're probably going to pass to him we'll, we'll we'll put a man over there if you have like two or maybe three maybe maybe three is possibly too much but not always two or three different men or d- different players to make m- make them make runs in different directions or, or or something like that just just to sort of get the opposition to think okay we got them pinned on the edge of our box two different players make runs maybe three okay we don't know we know one of them's probably going to get the ball but we you don't know which one it is we don't do enough of that kind of football and it's very frustrating to watch it's really really frustrating it slows the play down it makes us not look like a good team uh and then questions about just like everybody start getting asked you know is should dolly be here should rashford be here or you know whatever uh should this player that player whoever should should they be here is it a lack of tactics i think it's just a lack of i mean that is kind of a tactical thing because surely surely ollie would need to be saying that okay I'm just going to throw this out as an example. Fred, hey, Fred, when you get the ball, McTominay, I want you to run this way. Marshall, when when Fred's got the ball, you run this way. Cavani, you get in the box. Or I, 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 I'm fascinated to know how those conversations go in the in the dressing room. I'm assuming that those conversations happen. I mean, I'd love to be there when when the team talk happens um and someone to say like hey sure you overlap with marshall and one one like you do the same with rashford rashford maybe you cut inside mctominay you run in the box or i don't know something like that needs to be happening um and it's against these types of teams where we really struggle because let's be honest we're really a, a team that relies very heavily on the counter-attack because when we're on the counter-attack we're brilliant because we've got a fast team we've got we, we've got pace and space available to have those players run into um, but it just seems to be a lack of responsibility as well in the team. Like like I mentioned a minute ago, someone getting the ball, oh no, I can't do anything with it, you take it. And then that next player gets the ball, oh no, I can't do anything with it, you take it. Side to side, no, I, basically it feels like a lot of the team is sort of getting the ball and thinking, no, I can't do it, I'll shove it, I'll shove the ball over to him so that he can deal with it, whoever that next player would be. And that's not a great way to play football, um... And it results in you not beating teams like West Brom and losing to teams like Sheffield United and just about beating teams like Fulham. Um, it's really disappointing. So uh, let's talk about the team. That's my thoughts on the kind of performance in general, I suppose. Uh, let's talk about the team itself. Um, De Gea, I think he was really, really good today. Uh, Lindelof Maguire, again, just, just really, really poor. Now, my thoughts on the first goal. I haven't really talked about the goals themselves yet. I do think there's there's kind of a hot, I'm kind of 50-50 on like okay Lindelof should have done better but he also was kind of fouled um like that play, who was it that scored um the Diagni I think that's how you say his name he has got his hand on on Lindelof's face now shouldn't that be a foul but then it's like uh, to, to to me when when I watched our team defend and the not just the two centre backs, but sometimes it happens with the full backs as well. They don't tend to push themselves forward to clear the ball out because what Lindelof should do in that situation, I don't know if this is a good thing or a good idea or a bad idea, but I'd like us to try something different. When that ball is coming over, Lindelof needs to see that that ball is about to come over. He needs to step in front of that defender 
peel himself off of not the defender peel himself away from the striker so he's got a bit of space and just kick that ball away those two center backs never do that they never ever do that um and we're guilty as well of like the full backs not really closing crosses down because we never close crosses down um that's a team issue as well closing the crosses down because if you close the cross down then you haven't got to deal with clearing the ball when it's in the box because then the ball won't get into the box um but there's been a lot of different opportunities where both with Maguire and Lindelof where I've seen that in, instead of trying to get in front of that whoever the attacker would be instead of trying to get in front of them and not having to deal with like actually tackling the player you've got to try and get ahead of them and just boot the ball away um but uh, I I do I do think it's kind of a foul on on Lindelof was it his fault that it, it, see because my point is, yes, I think it was a foul on Lindelof, but if he peels himself away from the striker and boots the ball away before it gets there, or maybe he doesn't boot it, maybe he chests it and then like takes a second and, and boots the ball away, or maybe heads it away, or, or 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 does something like that. But he needs to peel himself away from that striker and and boot the ball away. I think anyway, in in that situation, um, it is a bit of a lack of strength as well. I think from from Lindelof, uh, both of them got called out multiple times today, Lindelof and Maguire. And I want to go back to something I mentioned a couple of months ago, maybe, maybe just before Christmas. I think the vicious cycle of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer continuing to pick those two centre backs, and those two centre backs continuing to play badly. Um, that had gone for a little bit. When Bailey and Maguire were playing together. When Bailey and Maguire were playing together this season. That was when we were defending the best. Because you had a good combination. Of a tall imposing centre back. And a quick centre back. Uh, I mean Bailey's kind of imposing as well. Um, but Maguire's supposed to be kind of like the big centre back. That sort of heads the ball away and clears it. And Bailey's supposed to be the one that makes up for the pace. So when you take one of them out. And you put Lindelof in who's slow as well you then just got two slow center backs and it, it's a big problem uh by the way bailey and uh um Twanzebi both on the bench today so, so there's no excuses of like oh one of them's injured or suspended or can't play no they're both on the bench um so yeah but there just seems to be a big lack of ruthlessness in within this team whether it's defense midfield or attack or, or on the wings or whatever um just a lack of sort of oomph within the team and it's definitely something that needs, needs to be addressed uh, let's talk about the most positive part of the game which is Bruno's goal a great cross from Shaw really good volley from uh, Bruno he scored a couple of volleys now this this season he scored one in it was more of a half volley because the ball did bounce uh, I think it was in the Champions League back in October November whenever that would have been um, so he's good with and this was on his left foot as well so he's obviously good with uh, with both feet um, but yeah, that was a that was a very good goal. Luke Shaw's really good at those sorts of crosses. He really, really is. So, yeah, it's good. Uh, another issue I want to point out today as well. Um, something which I continue to notice and kind of do talk about a few times. Our lack of shooting. Uh, now, I know it's different when West Brom have got all their players back in defence and they're kind of parking the bus and all that sort of thing. But there's a difference between not being able to break the team down and overplaying the ball i think we had an issue of both where we were both overplaying the the um passes and also um not being able to find those passes um if if I may, we kind of just i don't know it just didn't work in terms of that what i'm saying is we both failed to break them down and didn't shoot enough as well um and there was certain situations where like Bruno or Rashford had the ball on the edge of the box and they tried to look for a bit of space. But 
again it's that it's it's about m- using those killer passes to make that bit of space to either cross the ball or shoot it or pass it or w- whatever um we really really lack that today so yeah anyway that's my thoughts on the on the game there isn't any other goals to talk about uh big mistakes defensively again um oh i haven't really talked about the team because uh, i i do say that i i look at the team and sort of see immediate problems uh rashford on the right again to accommodate marshall on the left who's out of form marshall just completely quiet and uh i don't think non-existent is the right word to say but just very very quiet and when he was on the ball just no 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 impact and very very quiet today from martial um i don't know what he's done to get in the team because he hasn't done anything for a couple of months that has been very noteworthy and that's again ollie's problem with I don't want to say picking favourites, picking people he thinks should be in the team that shouldn't. People that have been out of form, like Martial and Lindelof. Um, not quite so much Maguire, because I think, again, Maguire works well with Bailey, and that, that should have happened today. But Lindelof certainly, and, and Martial uh, being the two sort of problem players. But when you're shoving Martial into the team and putting him on the left, again, you're putting Rashford out of position, which makes Rashford less effective. Um... Because Rashford, Rashford for me only really works on the left hand side, I think. Uh, and plus, because you've got you've got that sort of puzzle piece thing going on again as well, which is where Rashford works best on the left, not just because he's good on the left, but because he's really good with interchanging with Shaw, who's also on the left. So when you sort of like break those two up, Shaw and Rashford, and then you stick Rashford on the left uh, on the right, and then you put Martial who's out of form on the left. With Luke Shaw, who don't have that sort of interchanging relationship uh, on the left-hand side, it's going to cause problems. Um, the rest of the team I didn't have a massive problem with. It was really just Maguire, Lindelof, and then Rashford being put out of position. So, Because uh, McTominay, Fred, and Fernandes, I think, is all right, uh, depending on who you're playing against exactly and how how well they play. But I don't have any problems with, uh, with Fred and McTominay. Um, the one thing I do have a problem with is when, for some reason... Now, I don't know if this is a tactical thing or a player choice. It feels like a more of a tactical thing. I explained, I think, a few a few podcasts ago about how this four two three one is supposed to work with a box to box player, a holding midfielder, and then a uh, a number ten with, with Fernandez at ten. But it's really important you get those two. I'll say central midfield players correct because uh, you need a box to box player alongside a cdm fred is the cdm here and mctominay is a box-to-box player i saw loads of people today saying like oh fred's not a good box-to-box player he's that's not what he's doing in the team that should not be fred's role because he's not very good at passing um so if you're if you're gonna have fred as the box-to-box midfielder and he's supposed to be the one that's charging forward and making forward passes no that that's not what fred is in the team for i wish people would kind of learn that and i wish that ollie would know that as well which you you thought you'd have thought he would have because he's been here for is it a season and a half two two and a half seasons or, or whatever about about two seasons um but for some reason i saw today mctominay sitting back as a cdm and fred going forward it needs to be the opposite way around i i've really got confused seeing that today because McTominay is clearly a better passer of the ball than Fred. And Fred is the one that's supposed to break up the play. Um, so I don't know why. I don't know why or who has told Fred like, hey, you need to be going forward and doing the attacking work. No, Fred needs to be doing the defensive work. Cause that's, that's what Fred's good at. Um, so I don't. things like that just really confuse me. I just, I don't, I don't know why that's, oh, I don't know why that's a thing. So 
but anyway, uh, let's, uh, that's my thoughts on the kind of performance and stuff. Uh, let's go into a bit of housekeeping and then we can get into player ratings. See you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright recently on entertainment talk what have we got for you here Uh, the world of the last of us podcast we've got casting information casting news on who is going to be playing the roles of Joel and Ellie in the Last of Us HBO TV series. That is uh, Bella Ramsey, who was in Game of Thrones. Well, both of these people were in Game of Thrones. Uh, Bella Ramsey is going to be playing the role of uh, Ellie. And uh, Pedro Pascal, who you'll know from Wonder Woman 84, Game of Thrones, and is, of course, the Mandalorian himself. Uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be playing the role of Joel, so I gave my thoughts on that. I uh, did a little podcast talking about One Division character theories. Uh, that podcast is still useful there's been another episode since that podcast but that podcast is still uh it's not like sort of invalid because of the theory or whatever but um yeah you can listen to that that does have spoilers in the podcast anyway so if you're not basically caught up to one division uh don't listen to the podcast because there's going to be spoilers for that but uh, that episode those episodes continue of course on disney plus uh talked about the one nil win in the that was in the fa cup wasn't it yes against west ham uh, the Scott McTominay goal. Uh, Gaming Talk this week talked about uh, Anthem. Uh, EA is going to decide the fate of Anthem uh, within the next week, whether or not the project that Bioware has been doing with Anthem is going to be staying, so whether or not Anthem is going to be a thing or not. Uh, there was a lot of reports that um, there was a cancelled Netflix live-action Zelda series in development, which is not going to be happening now, apparently. Uh, So we talked about that. And uh, E3 announced that they're going to be making a return this year. That is, of course, the um, uh, summer kind of big games news. Uh, You know, 
the the the, uh, the blowout of games news for, for the summer the e3 event we didn't really have one last year we had a uh summer games fest from uh, jeff Keighley, but e3 should be making a return so that's kind of cool uh 3-3 with everton uh, a couple of other podcasts as well excuse me talking about hbo max's international release problem Analyzing television episode 7, talking about Disney Plus's uh, middle of the night release quote unquote problem, which I don't think is a problem. And my must see review for uh, Malcolm and Marie, the new Netflix film um, that's available on there with uh, Zendaya and John David Washington. So you can check that out as well if you want to listen to that. Uh, that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. And if you search for Entertainment Talk on podcast platforms, you can check them out on there as well. David Hay is my man of the match couple of really really good saves today i don't put the goal on him um i put that on lindelof just not kind of getting there and or being fouled maybe uh but there was a really good double save that 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 uh, De Gea made again from the same um uh i keep forgetting this guy's name diagni um or diagni uh he did um Made a couple of shots against the hair and he made a really really good double save and hey situations like that if one of them shots goes in we might end up losing this game. So uh, I thought De Gea was really, really good today as my man of the match. I'm going to give him a 10. That double save was just fantastic. Uh, one Bissaka and gave him a 5. I thought he was very average again today. Uh, good defensively, but um, just just seems to get lost in the final third with uh, with Rashford there. I do wonder with one Bissaka. I'm not sure if I've actually mentioned this before. I do wonder if there's an issue with one Bissaka to where... Because you've got Rashford and Shaw on the left. You've got that partnership there. And because we're in a situation where we don't know who's the player on the right-hand side, uh, most of the time it's Greenwood, but sometimes Rashford's put over there. Sometimes Pogba's put over there. Um, obviously, Diallo would be the preferred potential answer at the moment. But I do wonder with Wan-Bissaka whether that's holding his football um, back. Because like, he hasn't built a relationship with anybody on the right-hand side yet, the same way that Shaw and Ra- Rashford have. Um because he's got no sort of that interchanging on the right hand side. He's not built that up with anybody. So I do wonder if that's potentially an issue as well. So I don't know. But I'm going to give him a 5. I thought it was slightly below average. Uh, Lindelof gets a 1. Horrible mistake. Possibly foul. But he had a really, really bad game today. He really, really did. And um, I haven't said this because I think it's quite obvious anyway. Lindelof's obviously got a go. I mean, just, yeah. I just like he he's been here for a while as well. I don't know how many seasons exactly, but it's not his first or second season. He's been here for a good amount of time and uh, he's never really shown his full potential. So I'm going to give him a 1. Um Harry Maguire I'm going to give a 4 as well. Um very unlucky by the way with his header at the end. That could have been been the winner. Um so yeah. Oh, I should talk about uh, Maguire as well the the penalty. I do think that that was a penalty. So uh, it's unlucky that we didn't get that. But it's these things like that that where... Okay, I'm not going to say like, oh, the ref... We, we didn't win because we didn't get a penalty because the ref didn't give it to us. This is West Brom. We should be looking for more than that to to score. Like, I know it should have been a penalty. We could have scored it and we could have won 2-1. But you can't just be relying on chances like that against a team like West Brom that we should definitely be beating. So I'm going to give him... Give him a four today. I don't think it was very good, but uh, yeah, uh, Luke Shaw. I'm going to give a nine. He just continues to be really, really good. Uh, even with Marshall on the left, he was still really good today. Because of course that partnership thing that I talked about as well. But uh, just didn't. Uh, yeah, just pl- played played really, really well today. 
and um, I really like the progress that Luke Shaw is making. So McTominay and uh, Fred, I'm going to give them both sevens. I thought they were all right, just above average. Um, but again, it's that situation where why is Fred being told to go forward and why is McTominay being told to stay back? It's just really basic things like that where I look at this, I look at what we're doing and think like, okay, if if, if we were to make certain uh, tactical changes like that you could really start to improve some of these players because uh, good, as good as these players have to be individually if you start telling them to do the wrong things or putting them in the wrong position or partnering them, them up with players that don't suit them it's a team game at the end of the day uh, and as much as you can blame individuals for certain things um, yeah it's just you, you've got it you've got to sort things like that out but I'm going to give them both a seven I thought they were both all right Rashford I'm going to give him a uh Average 6, I think. Average 6. I was going to go with a 5, but I'll go with an average 6. It probably doesn't help Rashford's game either. That Like, one half of the game is on the right-hand side, and then he switched over to the left. I mean, Jesus, like, come on. You've got you've to help. I mean, Rashford's still a young player. He's, what, 23? You've got to help him with that development at that young age. Um, it's just, like, switching him from the right to the left. I mean, for, let's be honest, right? When when Rashford prepares, like... Because he's probably going to get chosen for most games, right? As he's, like, getting ready to see the team news, I wonder if he's thinking, like, am I going to be on the right or on the left today? Like, he, he he doesn't know, does he? I mean, if you're playing... If you're Maguire or Lindelof, you probably know, okay, you're at centre-back. Luke Shaw, okay, you're at left-back. Fred McTominay, okay, you're probably in centre-midfield. Uh, Cavani, okay, you're probably up front. Bruno, okay, you're probably at number 10. What we're doing with the wingers and, like, swapping them over and playing Pogba on the left and the right or Rashford on the left and the right, it doesn't help them. It really, really doesn't help them. So, I do want, like, Martial as well. Uh, as bad as Martial has been individually, he doesn't know if he's up front or on the right wing or on the left wing or Rashford doesn't know. Sometimes Rashford gets played up front or on the right or on the left and it probably doesn't help them. Um... So yeah, again, it's a it, it's an issue with that. But I'm gonna give him an average check. I thought it was alright. Uh, Fernandez, I'll give him an eight. Um, did misplace a lot of really basic passes today. Um, did score a very good goal, so I'll give him a lot of points for that. Um, still, does you can see some good intentions from him. Sometimes those intentions are kind of misplaced. I think with his well, his misplaced passes. Because you don't always need to. I mean, I talked about the killer pass, like that that we need to do that. But Bruno. I think looks for the killer pass when it's not there sometimes because that's a that's a two-parter kind of thing with the killer pass. Somebody's got to make that run, which they're not doing, uh, or not just one person. Again, two two or three would be preferable to be making those runs to make the killer pass available. So when those runs aren't happening and Bruno's looking for the killer pass and it's not there, it's not always going to work. So yeah, but I'll give him an eight. I thought it was good again today. Martial, I'll give him a three. Um, just kind of non-existent in this game. Just kind of uh, I, I I don't I don't know what's wrong with Marshall. I look at his body language as well because the camera does zoom in on him a fair bit. Uh, that's probably you know for PR or I, I, I don't know I don't know whatever to 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 just show how how disappointed he is. Um, his body language is really bad. Like he he looks annoyed and and just frustrated all the time um maybe he's got a i don't know just just calm his game down a little bit possibly or just again 
Oli, do you need to just rest this guy for a couple of weeks? Just play somebody else? You do have, have other players you can use. Look at your bench. You've got Donny van der Beek. You've got Matty. You've got Dan James. Uh, you Use one of them or something. This goes back to one of Oli's other problems, which is his squad rotation, which he doesn't really use. Because um, our starting eleven for the most of the time is quite predictable. Uh, apart from maybe the two midfield players, because we, we do sometimes swap out... Um, Fred and McTominay for uh, Matic and Pogba sometimes. Or sometimes we kind of combine those a bit. So those are probably the two most changed positions as well as the wingers. But um, I don't know. Martial just, he just didn't have a good game. Didn't have any real impact. And uh, I do kind of wonder if it's if it's time for him to maybe move on. And Because uh, hey look. L Lingard went on loan. I haven't spoken about this yet. Lingard went on loan and scored two goals. Good for him. I know I've said that I don't think he's good enough to play for Man United. But look. If he if Lingard goes to West Ham, he's scoring a couple of goals. Not every week, but a couple of goals, having a good time over there. I saw him smiling when he scored his, his goals. I'm very happy for him. Um, maybe that's Lingard's answer. Maybe Lingard should stay at West Ham and have some success there. I mean, he's probably not going to win any league titles or, or win any trophies. I mean, he might not with Manchester United, but he's less likely to with West Ham. Uh, but if he's going to go over there and have a good good time and score a couple of goals... Good for him. I mean, sometimes it's better for a player to just move on and just just find success elsewhere. Maybe Martial and Lindelof uh, both need that. So we'll see. Uh, Cavani, uh, I'll give him an average six. It just he wasn't. See, it's different with Cavani to Martial because Martial's somebody who will get more involved in the game, whereas Cavani, although he'll be involved in the link-up play, the majority of Cavani's game is and should be get the ball to me in the box. But if you don't get the ball to him, and he doesn't touch the ball, then he can't do anything with it. Because uh, at the end of the day, with any footballer, if you want them to be involved in the game, and they can't get the ball, and you can't get the ball to them, then they're not going to do anything. So, uh, I'm going to give him an average six. Um, just He just didn't quite really get that chance today, necessarily. He didn't get any headers. Um, I mean, Bruno was kind of you know there when uh, when he volleyed it in, and not Cavani. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just the way things are sometimes. But... Uh, yeah, they're talking at the moment, aren't they, about whether or not Cavani's going to have his contract extended at the end of the season. They're having the same discussions about Mata. Um, can't remember when Mata even last played. I mean, Matic played the other day with Fred, didn't he, in midfield? Because um, Matic has been a little bit absent as well from the team. Was Matic on the bench today? Um, yeah, he was. Right, the bench today was Bailey, Greenwood, Henderson, James, Matic, Tellers, Twanzebe... Uh, Van der Beek and Williams. So it's a good bench. It's a pretty good bench. So uh, those are the main 11. Um, who came on after that? Greenwood came on. I thought Greenwood looked very, very bright. I'll give him an 8. Um, Titus. I, I like when Greenwood's playing like that. Because he's, he's, he's a very, very talented player. Because uh, he came on for Marshall and, and then Rashford moved to the left. And Greenwood went on to the right. So uh, which was Which is a bit more ideal. Because uh, then Rash Rashford was in position and able to to do a few more things, uh, so Greenwood was there. Uh, I'll give him an eight. I thought he was really good. Van der Beek can't say I noticed Van der Beek a whole lot. Um, I'll give him an average six then probably. So, but I didn't notice him a ton. Did make earlier subs today. We'll point that out. He did make well one earlier sub. Um, for some reason he didn't make three subs, but so it it it's a it's a slight improvement from from Ollie on that. He still brought Van der Beek on in like the 75th minute. Um so I don't know cuz Van der Beek came on for yeah for Fred. See, I will say this, right? It's 1-1. One, one. 
75 minutes gone, Van der Beek comes on. I know I've said before, you need a combination in the midfield of a box-to-box player and a holding midfield player. Now, when you're playing against West Brom and they are sitting back, forget your forget forget your uh, holding midfielder. So take Fred off, who's a holding midfielder, uh, holding midfield player. Um, sorry, it's a CDM is what I meant to say. Kind of the same thing. Um, then put Van der Beek on, because then you've got two box-to-box players with McTominay and uh, and Van der Beek. Because then you when you're drawing one-one against a team that's sitting back, you don't really need as many defensive players because you're trying to score a goal. So uh, I I did like that change from uh, from Ole. So I'll give him some credit there. But uh, what did you think? What did you think of the game today? Do you think I'm right or wrong about certain things? Do you agree or disagree? Whatever whatever the case may be, it's perfectly fine. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, we move on. Uh, I believe we start the Thursday-Sunday rotation now, don't we? Uh, let me just look on my Sky Sports app. Uh, Sunday... I think I did this last time, actually. Thursday the 18th. Yeah, we got the 5 to five to 6... Kick off Real Sociedad, and then Sunday Newcastle at home at seven o'clock, which is an interesting time. So I'll be back on Thursday to uh, see what happens in Europa League. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to predict. Are we out of the title race? Yes, I think that we are. I do think that we are. I, d- I think Man City are going to start running away with it. Uh, and unle- unless, uh, unless between now and the end of the season, Man City go on a, an, on a bad run and we start picking up points, we're not going to win the league, unfortunately. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to be realistic. Uh, instead of me being like, yeah, we're going to definitely win the league. Mark my words and all that. Um, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put that out there. We're we're, just, we're starting to drop too many points. Sheffield United, Liverpool. We should have beaten because Liverpool have been terrible lately, which has been kind of funny, but still. Um, Fulham, we just about beat Sheffield United. We lost to West Brom. We couldn't beat uh, Everton. We should have won against. It's, it, 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 we're starting to pick up more of these games where it's like, okay, you should have won that. You should have won that. You shouldn't have lost that. And it's uh, we're, we're starting to lose a lot of points from that. So. We'll see. But in the meantime, you can find everything we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. So take a look out for those. Um, if you want your up-to-date reliable TV and film news, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio is on Tuesdays, run by David, of course, so check that out. Twitch, uh, best, uh, Bex, you can find her on there, Trista Bites, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and look for her on there and give her a follow. I stream sometimes on Twitch as well. going to try and make it a bit more regular. Um, in, in, in the future you can follow me on Twitch eTalkUK thanks for listening I'll see you next time goodbye happy Valentine's Day by the way <laughs>